This episode was brought to you by Curex and Glitter. More on that later. I think I have a seven national record right now, but that can be beat anytime, as you know. Records mean always beat by somebody else. But I like to keep my record as long as I can. That's why I kept going after my own. You know, running is just part of my life. I just get up in the morning and run before I do anything. That was Jeannie Rice, and this is the Running on Own podcast. Welcome to or welcome back to the Running on Own podcast. I'm your host, Julia Hanlon, and I am so grateful that you, yes, you, you're listening today. Here on the Running on Own podcast, we feature long form style conversations with women in endurance sports and in outdoors. You've probably heard me say this before, but although these conversations focus on women's stories in particular, this podcast is for everyone to listen to and hopefully be inspired and empowered by. Today's podcast conversation is with the incredible Jeannie Rice. Who is Jeannie? At 72 years young, Jeannie holds the world record for the 70 to 74 age group and the marathon with a blazing time of 3 hours, 24 minutes, 48 seconds, which she ran at the 2019 Berlin Marathon. That's a pace of 7 minutes and 49 seconds per mile, folks. Jeannie also holds the American record for age group and the mile and half marathon distances. Born in South Korea, Jeannie splits her time between Ohio and Florida and shares about the influence that these two running communities have had on her achievements. In this conversation, we dig into Jeannie's passion for running and the why behind her competitive fire. We explore Jeannie's journey as a runner and how she's run consistently for the past 37 years without injury. Jeannie is full of wisdom, positivity, and her capacity to set goals and achieve them is deeply inspirational. If you tune in today and this conversation resonates, as always, please reach out to Jeannie and I on Instagram and consider sharing this conversation with someone you know. I also always love to know where people listen to Rue, on the run, cooking in your kitchen, or maybe you're out walking your dog. Take a picture and share it with us. Okay, friends, let's do this. Let's dive deep with the unstoppable Jeannie Rice. So, Jeannie Rice, welcome to the Running on Own podcast. Thank you for having me. So before we started recording, you told me about your morning run. Tell me a little bit about it. How long did you go this morning? What was it like? Well, I run pretty much every morning. Um, maybe I'll take a day off once a week or every other week. Pretty much I run every day. And this morning, a um, couple of girls, a friend, Denise and Reggie, they wanted to run seven miles. And seven miles is not enough for me sometimes. So I got there half hour early. So I got my four mile in before they got there. So I ended up doing 11 miles. It was a beautiful morning. And you're in Ohio right now. I'm in Cleveland. It's like um, 25 miles east side of Cleveland, downtown Cleveland. So we are suburb. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm back to Ohio 
During the winter, I go to Naples, Florida. The, the reason I go down there, actually, pretty much running is part of my life. So I run pretty much every morning. And Ohio gets pretty cold, but, you know, I could, we know how to dress warm, but the surface, you know, trail and streets are so slippery and it's really dangerous for all folks like me. (laughs) So I go to Florida during the winter. Yeah, that's amazing that you get to have both of those worlds. Let's back up a little bit in time. Tell me about your beginnings as a runner. Why did you start running? Okay. I was age um, 35. Uh, 35 years old. I never ran in prior to that. I mean, I was always active and uh, do a lot of, you know, exercise, jazzercise at the YMCA or a little bit of swimming. And, but I, was, I never ran before. But then I went to a vacation to Asia. I'm from Seoul, Korea. I was born in you know, Seoul, Korea, 1960. Uh, 1948, I like to say 68, but <laughs> 1968 came over this country. Uh, so I went back to visit 1983 and gained uh, maybe five, six, seven pounds within a three weeks vacation. And I was never heavy, I'm sure, five two. And I was, you know, always, um, um, I wouldn't say real skinny, but I was okay, but gaining five, six, seven pounds for sure person. And I really wanted to lose that, you know, what I gained three weeks. So I started jogging in the neighborhood. So that's, I got, you know, starting to run. And then friend of mine, uh, she was my son's uh, friend's uh, swimming team mother. So she was a runner. So I started jogging. So she asked me, yeah, why don't you run with me? So I started jogging with her, and within that, I started run. I think it was like a May, and then that year, August, we had a five mile race, local race, and then I raced. She talked me into enter the running and the race. So she was third, and I was fourth. So I thought, you know, I'm brand new. If I can train, maybe I can beat her. I was always a little competitive. So that was the last time she ever be me and since then you know i've been running i got hooked and that fall and i decided to train for marathon so i started training with the marathon so following year um first marathon i did in cleveland marathon 1984 and the 1985 i was running a boston marathon already within a year of uh, training for marathon i i was qualified i did 312 a marathon at the time. And I don't do that anymore. But you know, but that's how I got hooked. I got I mean it's just um it's a disease I couldn't get rid of. So I've been running since then, thirty seven years straight. Wow. Yeah, you caught the bug and you clearly had a gift for it. Why did you move from South Korea to the US? What was a part of that decision? Yeah. Uh, from, at the time my older sister was living up here with her husband's job. And I came here to study, uh, to be a nurse, but I never did, you know, uh, going to, I never did go to nursing school. I, uh, studied business. So that's how I came here, young age. And I never went back. I mean, I visited a few times, but all my family, one at a time, came over, immigrant this country. So this is my country. I've been, I've been here in Ohio 
52 years, going on 53. So this is my home. This is my country. <laughs> That's beautiful. Yeah. And you've set, you know, American records and world records. Tell me about that first marathon you did. What was it like? Uh, first marathon I did 1984 in Cleveland Marathon with about four or five guys I've been training with. And I did 345 and it was tough. It was hard, but, you know, and I got the bug. I, I like the distance. And so since then, I've been running marathon every year. I think one year I did eight marathon, but normally I do three, four marathon a year. But one year I did eight and then I start winning every races. Every races I've, you know, run and I'll be winning my division, age division. And I was always, you know, competitive. I wanted to do the world record. And then I saw online what the time was. So I put that in my refrigerator and then I would look at it every day, the time, world record time. So I've been training hard. And then two years ago, um, Chicago Marathon, that's probably what you saw, uh, Runner's World article. In Chicago Marathon, and I broke world record by um, seven minutes. Uh, the lady had the world record prior to that. She's had it five years. She's from, a, a, she was a German lady, and Helga. And I had her name whole time in my refrigerator. I looked at it every day, pretty much. So now I cross her name, I put my name. <laughs> so I did um, world record 70 years old at the time, uh, two years ago was um, 335. In Chicago, I did 327. And then a year later, like past year, last year, this was 2018, I you know, set the world record. In 2019, Berlin Marathon, I broke my own record by three more minutes. So I have a 324 now. And uh, all this during the winter, I trained really hard and tough in Naples to go to Tokyo in March 1st. And I was, I felt like I was so ready to break my own record, you know, even minute. So I would have a top three fastest marathon math, you know, time. But of course, you know, it got canceled. So I will do it next year. And I'm still working very hard. I mean, I training same as always. And I just have to stay injury free. Where does that competitive fire come from inside of you? <laughs> I guess we, my mom and dad had eight of us. So I guess we always wanted to, you know, um, Wanted to be even sisters, you know. She she would get A, and I wanted to get A, you know. In the school, it's always a little competitive, you know. I mean, not that we we love each other, but we always want you to do better. And with this running, I didn't realize that I was pretty decent at it. So now I know I could beat most of my, you know. I mean, most of my age group. I'm, I got a world I got world record on ten mile. This is a world record and half marathon, and I have a full marathon world record and national record. I have a one mile, uh, 5K and 15K and 20K. I think I have a seven national record right now. But that can be beat anytime, as you know. Records mean always beat by somebody else. But I like to keep my record as long as I can. That's why I kept going after my own 
that's what I'm, you know, working on it. And it's fun. And, you know, running is just part of my life. I just get up in the morning and run before I do anything. Yeah. And in the Berlin Marathon, what did it feel like physically during that marathon? Did you hit a wall? Was it tough for you? Did it feel smooth? Bring me there. Yeah. The um, a Berlin Marathon, the weather wasn't the, the best because it, it, we got wet. At the end of the, you know, like uh, maybe 18th mile starting to pour and got feet, you know, got wet. Yes, I got a little tired about, uh, I would say maybe 20, 21 mile. And, and um, I continued to do, my split time was pretty good, but I, I slowed down a little bit. And then I knew I had my own record time by then. So I figured, you know, if I can beat my own record by minute, and, you know, that would have been good. But I did it by three minutes. And it was wonderful because they knew I was coming. The, uh, the uh, people called me ahead of time and they came in day before um, at the hotel. We had an interview and they videotaped me. And I guess it went on uh, TV that morning, which I didn't get to see it, but other people saw it. And it was kind of fun. You know, they knew I was coming and hold, holding world record. And I told him, well, I'm going to try again. And, but that depends on weather and how I feel. But I felt good. It was, it was just a fantastic race. And I would go back again. They did invite me back this year, but I'm not, I think they already canceled. Yeah. So it's going to be tough next year because I was going to do a Boston. This, of course, I'm registered for Boston. Boston, I was going to try for course record. Because world record is hard to beat from there. It's tough course, yeah. Uh, of course, I want to win, first of all, my age division, but I was trying to do a course record for my age group. But if they don't have it this fall, which we're still hoping, I guess it's a 50-50 you know, chance because they postponed to September 14th, as you know, and it'll be great. If not, next year it's going to be tough for me because I'm going to do Tokyo for sure and then Boston and then I was going to do London next year. So it's going to be real close. So if I do Boston this year, I'll skip Boston next year. Okay. So that's my plan. Yeah. And that's a lot of running. You've run 121 marathons. Mm -hmm. Which marathon would you consider has been the hardest for you? Oh, the toughest marathon ever was the Pikes Peak. The Pikes Peak, you go up to 14,000 up high, 14,010 elevation. And by the time you go up to 12,000, you can hardly breathe. That was my toughest marathon, I would say, out of 121. Second toughest was um, Great Wall Marathon in China because of steps. You know, you got some of my real high steps, short steps, and you go up and down and up and down. And that was tough race too. But other than that, you know, we, there's a bad weather sometimes. Remember two years ago, how bad it was, uh, Boston? Yeah, I was out there spectating. <laughs> Weather-wise, that was the toughest one I ever ran, weather-wise. But it wasn't as tough as a Pikes Peak. So I'm pretty tough. I can get through anything. <laughs> yeah. So far. And so how do you stay healthy as a runner, you know, running so many marathons and obviously running a bit higher mileage? What is your secret? What are your secrets? Yes. Um 
I have no secret. Everybody asks me. Every time I interview with anybody, they ask me, what's your secret? How do, how do you injury free? I guess I'm very lucky, Julia. I'm lucky. I feel blessed. Um, I mean, I've been running. I mean, never had an injury, knock on wood. Never had an injury from running. I've, I had an injury from falling off the bike and, you know, trip falling from falling. I had a knee problem because I fell, hit my knee, but not from running. I never had to stay home, uh, not running from running injury. So I've been 37 years. Um, I don't know what is the secret is. And I guess I do care for, I do avoid it. Uh, like people run trail run. I used to run trail run too when I was younger. As I got older, you know, trail run, I've seen people falling and, and I avoid those. And then running on the ice. Of course, when I was younger, I ran on the ice, snow all the time. But as I get older and I avoid that. So I guess that can be part of secret. Um, and also, I used to do track workout until probably 10 years. Once I got 60 years old, it seems to me some of young people try to do track work and they get injured. But I do on the road. I do pickups. And I do, you know, um, temple run once a week and I do on the road. So as I get warm up for a couple of miles and then I do temple run for two, three miles faster. And then I do long run and I train well, I guess that's my secret is, you know, I, cause I've been running, I'm always ready for marathon. Even I don't have a marathon in my schedule. Every three weeks I do 20 miler. You know, so whenever I want to do marathon, I can sign up and go. Because the people do have like three, three months training, four months training. But I run all year round. So that's why I was be able to do like six or eight marathon without any injury. Yeah, you've had so much consistency. And I yeah. think it is beautiful that you acknowledge like it is a gift for you that you haven't had any major injuries or setbacks. That is really unusual. Yes, I think I'm blessed and I'm very lucky. And, so, and you work really hard at it, from what I hear. It, it really is. People think, you know, oh, you look so easy, but it isn't. I mean, it, I mean, I enjoy it, but it is hard work. I mean, when you go out, especially when it's, you know, cold or hot and, you know, sometimes you don't want to, you know, when it's pouring, raining, you don't want to go run, but... That's a motivation out there, you know, discipline. And, you know, it's not easy as I get older to keep my pace. Uh, two years ago, my pace, I'm still keeping up. And I may maybe a little bit faster. Marathon-wise, I used to be faster when I was 40 years old, 45. And then it slowed down to 3.30, 3.40 marathon. And I'm back to 3.20 again. So last few years, I got a little faster again. I think because it's a hard training, you know, because I know because I'm older, I have to work harder to keep that, which I do have it. But who knows, you know, anything can happen anytime. But until then, that's not going to be tomorrow for me. So <laughs> yeah. it's going to happen sooner or later because nobody runs when you're 100 years old. <laughs>
Let's take a quick break for me to share with all of you about Curex. Curex are an insole company designed by German sports scientists. For folks who tune in regularly to Rue, you know that I've had plantar fasciitis and a range of foot-related issues the last two years that have kept me from consistent running. So when Curex sent me a pair of their insoles this past winter, I didn't know what to expect And wow, they have been game-changing for me. I've finally been able to run again pain-free, and this has been in large part due to Curex's insoles that have provided my feet with this comfortable and dynamic arch support. Now, if you aren't injured, Curex insoles are still just an incredible way to keep your feet happy and resilient. They have insoles for a range of different sports, including cycling insoles that I've also been riding in regularly. Curex is offering a 15% discount for Rue listeners, and you can go online at www.curex.us and enter the code Rue15 for your discount. Curex also offers a 60-day warranty, so even if you custom cut your insoles to fit inside your shoes, how amazing is that? Okay, let's get back to our conversation with Jeannie. And your marathon age-graded time is... Like 2.10, you said? Or- 2.13, I believe. I think it's the fastest time in the, in the war. It's, uh, yeah. Because in Berlin last year, um, you know, I did 3.24. That's my own record, a world record. And my son, Alan, is still noticed. He said, Mom, did you realize that you beat all men, your division? So, I mean, Berlin is a big marathon. People come from all over as well. And I beat first guy in our division and by two minutes. So I beat men time. So it was, that, that was pretty cool because I didn't even look at it. My son's the one checked, you know. He's the one told me about it, so I looked it up. And having run for so many years, I imagine you've had many training partners. Who is someone you've run with that has really inspired you? Yeah, well, here up here, I belong to Northeast Running Club. So we have a group. I do use uh, run with the group weekends, Saturday and Sunday. There's a big group. And once we get together, we split up, you know, faster pace or goes first and, you know, um, slower pace or our friends go in the back. Uh, so we help each other. It's motivated each other, meet together. And then Florida, uh, there's a, a golf course running club. It's much bigger. It's 800 members down there. Yeah, up here, maybe we have a 300 members. It's a smaller group. Um, but it's fun to run with the people. So example, yesterday, yeah, day before yesterday, I get text from a friend of mine. He's a race director around here. His son is, uh, I think he's 13 years old now. He just, because I've been running with him. He was five, six years old. He would run 5K and really cute little boy, Mason. So until two years ago, I always beat him for 5K or five mile. Then he got faster. He's growing up and he's gotten taller. He got faster. So he's been beating me. But I'm still keeping my own pace, right? The race. So he beats me. But two days ago, he texts me. Jeannie, can you run with me and my buddy Joey Saturday 12 mile? It was so cute. I'll give up my group run, and I'm going to run with those two young boys. He has street. They want to run long distance. They know, you know, they, they, 
they run for cross country for, you know, right now there's nothing going on, but they're still training. So they know I'll pace them, whatever they want to pace. And I can do that. So they want to run 12 miles Saturday. So he texts me if I would do that. And of course I will do it. I'll give up my group run and I'll run with them. But they want you to run like 850 pace or something like that. I said, well, we're going to run a little bit faster than that. I said, I'm going to make them run 830. <laughs> That's my plan. So I love it. You know, so those kids saying that to me and want to run with me. I mean, it's just, I know, I honor that. Yeah, it's an honor, you know, to be a mentor in the sport, which I'm hearing you are to them and to so many people, you're an inspiration. That's so sweet. That makes me really, you know, happy. And because when I was on another race, uh, there's a high school kids. I mean, he's not a really fast runner. I don't even know who he, he was, but he was ahead of me. And of course, they go out so fast. So I am catching up with him, and by mile and a half, I passed him. And he goes, here she goes. And he goes, you are my inspiration. It was so cute. I didn't even know he, who he was. She, you know, so after I finished, I walk up to him. I said, oh, you did a great race, and thanks for telling me that. Thanks for saying it. You know, that's what he's, he get. Here she goes, because I was passing. <laughs> You're my inspiration. So those things make me so happy and make my days, you know. Of course. Do you ever wonder what your life would be like if you had found running earlier, you know, in your teenage years? Yeah, I was wondering about that, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I have a natural talent. Uh, people said I do, but I'm not sure. I think a lot of them coming from hard training, um, but... I wish I would have known, maybe. I, when I was young, at your age, women didn't have these sports. You know, they didn't have a track team. They didn't have a running, especially my country, because yes. I'm from Korea. So we didn't have that anyway. But I wish I would have known if I could have, because I did, like, when I was 40 years old, maybe 20, 30 years ago, because I've been running almost 40 years now. 37 years, uh, there's a high school uh, cross-country team. I was training with them because I was old enough to be their mom, of course. And then the coach was my friend, and she was running. She was a runner, much younger than me, but she was a runner. So she would ask me, would you come running with, run with my you know, team? So I used to run with the high school kids um, cross-country. At the time, there's only one girl was faster than me. That was 5K they were running. But marathon, I don't think they weren't even running a marathon then. Of course. And I, I don't think they're allowed to run marathon. Yeah. But what you're saying that's really interesting to me is that the world you grew up in, women actually didn't have the freedom to run. Right. Right. We didn't have that sports, you know. Yeah. So, so then I never really did jog or anything. You know, I never did a little bit dancing class because I was in Korean dance class because I was always active, but we didn't have a sport. And have you gotten... I'm any- 72, honey. <laughs> I know. You, you look at our amazing. 
Have you had any of your siblings or any of your children or your family members take up running or has it been your thing? Yeah, my um, my oldest son, he just runs a little bit with a dog, you know, exercise. My younger son, Kevin, he's done marathon. He did, I think he did three or four. He thought, well, mom can do it. Maybe I'll try. And he knows how hard it is. And his uh, wife, my uh, daughter-in-law, um, Trish, ran a few marathons and she still runs more for exercise. And what's more exciting about it, I have two granddaughters, Alisa and Bailey. Bailey's not really interested racing at all, but she just runs a little bit for fitness. A younger one, 15 years old. My older granddaughter, she's in high, uh, college. She got interested in running. She runs and she actually ran three half marathons. And when she graduated from high school um, year before, I told her, let's go somewhere to see and I. So she and I went to Anchorage, Alaska. I ran a marathon. She ran half marathon. So now her goal is she would like to run half marathon 50 states. Wow. So that's really exciting for me. And once I stop running marathon, I don't know when that will be. I'm sure this come down to I probably won't be able to run uh, marathon. And then I will help her run half marathon. I can do it with her. You know, marathon, I could probably run a long time, but I'm very competitive. If I can win, I probably stop running marathon. I would probably just run and just run half marathon. But right now, I, there's no time I see I'm going to quit. Have you worked with a coach during your running career? Or do you have a coach now? It sounds like you have a really good understanding of running training and philosophy. Yeah, I think I'm pretty much self-coach because people do ask me. And I was going to try a couple of times. And actually, a coach approached me from Chicago. I thought about it, but, you know, I've been doing this without hurting. And I'm doing my own you know, break my own record. So I thought, I'm, I was afraid to change, actually, to be honest with you. And uh, so I never really had coach, but I do talk to a lot of my friends. I'm not, but if they ask me my opinion or, um, you know, a little bit coaching, and I do, just to friends and, you know, I run with. And I like to push them, you know, like, you know, I ran with a couple of girls today and, Okay, let's go. Let's, you know, at the end, let's finish strong. You know? So we like to help each other. So, Do you ever work with mantras or positive statements in your running? You just said, you know, let's finish strong. And that is a really positive affirmation. Well, because even if you, they, they are going to race. Most friends I run with, are they running for fitness, of course, but they are training hard to race. So to do that, even your training run, you have to have them men, you know, um, mentally. Mentally, you have to have that and a positive or attitude, the finishing strong and, you know, things like that. So I tried to put that in their head. And I always tell them too, just think about it. I said, if Jeannie can do it, that old lady can do it. I could do it. I always tell them that. <laughs> These two girls I ran, they're in their 50s. They're young, young enough to be my kids. You know, I'm almost 20 years younger than me, but I love running with those girls and running with the guys. 
you know, it's, it's fun to run with the different people. We help each other. Yes. Outside of running, how do you spend your time? Oh, I'm a realtor. I'm still working. I'm a little bit, uh, same. I will call the same. I retire because I used to run. I mean, I used to work like 60 hours a week, but I don't do that anymore. So I would say part-time. So I still work. And during the summer, I like to golf. Yeah, I, I love golfing, actually. In wintertime, I used to downhill ski, used to a lot, but I don't do that as much. And spend time with my grandkids. And I socialize a lot with the friends, you know. This running um, helped me find a lot of friends. We do the same type of, you know, training. So it's kind of fun to be with them. So that's what I do. And I like to shopping <laughs> and cooking. I do a lot of things. Yeah, you keep busy. You keep busy. That's amazing. Who inspires you right now? You inspire so many people. Who inspires you? Yes, years ago, when I started running 1983, that's when Joan Benoit, uh, you know, record in... Um, LA Marathon is the first time Olympic a woman had a marathon and she got the gold medal. So she's been my actually idol all these years. And I've met her. She came to Cleveland a long time ago and then I met her there. And I just saw her last year in Boston and we got a picture together. And she, look, at she's still strong. She's still running very well. And I think she's trying to uh, beat the record as well. Age group, of course. I mean, she can't run 220s anymore, but she still run awesome. She, I think she still run close to three hours. So she's kind of inspired me actually, you know, doing in, in regards to running because she's been running for years and she's still going after, you know, her goal. I think I hope she will do this one day because she almost did it uh, Berlin. She missed by a minute or so. I forgot what it was, but she missed a world record. And I'm sure she'll be back to do that. Yeah, yeah she's very inspiring to yeah, a lot of people. She is tough lady. Very yeah. tough. Yeah, yeah, when you see her racing, you can tell, you know, she, she oh. gets the best out of herself. Yeah. You know, when I run marathon a lot of times, you know, we all going to be hurting by... 18 to 22, 23 miles, you know, it's so, it's a long distance. I mean, 5K, 10K is no big deal. You get it over with a quick. And I always think that those world camp and Olympic runners, I'm sure they are all hurting by then. But they are mentally, they're so strong. You know, I, I know either 12 marathon or five hour marathon, six hour marathon or they're all working their own ability. So they're all going to have to put the mind to it. They all have to work hard. So I always try to remember that too, doing the right you know, race. And I think about that, just focus and finish line. <laughs> and then look at other people. They're all going to work so hard at the end. I mean, it's amazing. I love watching when I'm not running, when I watch the video, uh, like Chicago Marathon, uh, Tokyo Marathon I was watching a couple of weeks ago. It is just amazing. And I put myself into that right there, you know. <laughs> so you learn each time you watch, you know, other people running. 
inspire me. I totally agree. Anytime I, I watch fi- finish lines, I just always start crying. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. so emotional watching people put it all out there. Yeah, sure. Let's take a quick break to share with all of you about Gooder. Gooder makes the best sunglasses, seriously. They have the coolest designs with colors and looks that suit whatever style you're going for. All of them, which they look amazing. I have so many pairs of Gooders, I can't even count, and I use them for every occasion. I run in them, I ski in them, I cycle in them, and I walk my dog in them. Everywhere I go these days, I also constantly see friends and strangers wearing Gooder, and it makes me so happy. At the Olympic Trials Marathon, I also saw so many runners in Gooders, including Rue 230 guest Emma Spencer. My favorite Gooder sunglasses are the OGs, specifically the sunbathing with wizards frame. Even the name of the model is incredible. And the reason we all love Gooders, they are polarized and don't slip or bounce around when you're moving. Finding sunglasses that look good, but also remain comfortable and functional when exercising used to be really hard until Gooder. The best part is that everyone can own a pair of their ridiculously affordable pricing, starting at $25 a pair. Yes, the best performance sunglasses on the market are also the most affordable. If you want to try a pair of your own, head over to gooder.com slash rue. No discounts because they're already the best priced sunglasses around. Okay, let's get back to our conversation with Jeannie. You spoke a little bit earlier to, you know, changing your race plans potentially for the upcoming year as everything's changed with COVID. What has the time of the pandemic been like for you? Well, it... I was very, very disappointed, very beginning, because I was so ready to go to Tokyo. There were two weeks prior to that it got canceled, because at the time it was the beginning of COVID coming up. So I was very disappointed, but at the same time, you know, look at other people, what they have to go through. So it's nothing. So training-wise, I continue to train, and but then... <laughs> We thought, well, maybe another, you know, another race will be there. But they start, you know, canceling, you know, start canceling um, summer race, and and I was so ready for the uh, one mile race as well. I do one mile too. I do one mile too, all the way to marathon. <laughs> I have a one mile uh, national record. Uh, that was in August, but that got canceled. So. It just, um, right now, I know it's going to happen, but we just don't know when it's going to come. But I just training for any time it opens up and I'll be ready. But only thing I don't do right now, uh, 20 miler, because I do 20 mile, you know, because I didn't want to burn out. Um, if if marathon's not going to come next, maybe six months, I don't know, maybe three months. Hopefully, if it's just three, four months, I can pick up and just start running uh, 20 mile again. I do 22, 23, 21. Uh, but other than that, my mileage, I'm still keeping up 50 miles plus. Um, pretty much every day I run. So I'm keeping up. The COVID, um, luckily, it didn't bother running. Because if you have a, a sport like tennis or um, you, you need a partner and we couldn't do that with all the shutdown, but running, you can always go out the door, run anytime you want. So we were very lucky as a runner sports wise. 
you know, because like basketball, they couldn't practice together. So we are, you know, I, I felt very lucky uh, being runner. Didn't bother me at all as far as it didn't stop me. Let's put it that way. Yes. And you mentioned just now this idea of burnout. Having run for so many years, how do you prevent burnout in yourself? Well, I guess it's, it's some kind of disease I got I couldn't get rid of. And people ask me, how, how, how could you run in math in a year? How could you run 120 just like you're still like running like one or two? I don't know, Julia. I just never burn out from because I guess I enjoy it. And I love competition. I love race. You know, a lot of people go to race, they get, and I have friends like that, they get so nervous. They get anxiety. I never had that. That's one thing I never had. That. I always go relax. I mean, of course, we get excited, you know, but I don't get real nervous. I always feel that I'm going to do my best. I trained for this. I'm going to try my best. And of course, many races I've been disappointed, either weather or I had some cramps, you know, maybe it was, you know, um, I didn't hydrate it enough, so I had some cramps before. And yes, I had a very disappointing race, but once I stopped and I put it in the bag, I don't drill on that. I say, I have a next race. You can't do your best time all the time. There's no way. So I always say we have a good race, bad race, okay race. But we're going to try our best all the time. That's what we do. I always, I always told my kids, there's a no shortcut. If you want to know, you know, if you want to do A, you got to study for that. There's a no shortcut. There's no pain, no gain. I, that's why I said. So, you know, so that's how my mindset. It's powerful. Yeah, you, you've got that mental game strong. Well, that's what my son already said. I said, you know what? My son Kevin already said, I've trained with all this, some of my, you know, same pace trainers running together. But in marathon, they come, some of them just fall back. I'm talking about my pace, uh, same pace. Faster people, yes, of course, they're faster, slower, but normally they should be running my time, but a lot of them do not. Uh, my son already said, you have a tougher mind. Because a lot of people cannot take the pain, you know, and then you start, oh, I can't run anymore. I, I think I have a little tougher um, mentally. Yeah. Through it. In order to break your own world record, what is in the marathon? What do you think it's going to take for you, mentally or physically? I, mentally, I, I got it. Mentally, I want to do it. So my, my own time is in my refrigerator. Chicago and then Berlin. And I want to do one more time. If it can, you know, takes more than one more time, I would. So mentally, I have it. Physically, so far, I'm good. So like I said, I think um, Tokyo, I was so ready. Julia, I was so ready, Tokyo. I was physically ready, mentally ready. Uh, but of course, you know, I couldn't do it. So um, I will keep training what I've been doing. 
And when in Tokyo comes and I'll try again, the reason I want to do it in Tokyo, I mean, I can do any other race too. There's a six major, you know that, six major. That's something new, you know, less 2000, I don't know, six or something. It's like, it wasn't like that 30 years ago, they didn't know what the six major was. Here's a Tokyo, London, Berlin, Chicago, New York, and Boston, six major. I ran uh, London years ago before six major start, and I didn't win either. And I ran pretty decent. I was in my 40s, and we didn't have a chip time at the time. This was like 2000, no, 19, 1990s, I think I ran. So, but Boston, I won my division a few times. New York, I won my division. Chicago, I did. Berlin, I did. So I wanted to do Tokyo, win my division, and then London. Tokyo will be my sixth major. They were going to grandfather, uh, they're going to give me a sixth major uh, um, honor when I did the Tokyo. But, but London, I have to go back. So I want to win it. Because, of course, Tokyo, of course, I have to win it. So I like to win sixth major. And I want you to win first place, not second, first place. <laughs> got it. You have got oh, it. You got to have a goal, right? I mean, yes. after, you know, you got to have some kind of goal. That's my own personal goal for running. Yeah, I can't wait to celebrate with you on the other side. I... Yes, yes, yes. Are you going to do Boston sometime? I would love to do Boston someday. I've guided a blind runner one year at the Boston Marathon in 2015. Uh-huh. I was a guide, um, but I've not run it on my own yet. Someday I will. Oh, you're so young. You got so many. I didn't even know when I was your age. You got yeah. so many years ahead. And I, I don't have that much. I'm, I wish I can continue to run till, I don't know, maybe 80. Who knows? I don't, I'm not going to put number, but I mean, I'd like to run, continue to run without hurting injury and like to compete. That's my goal. Are there any marathons in the world that you haven't run yet that you would like to run or any races? Yes, there's a few. Um, that's why I told 100th marathon I was going to quit. I was going to do my 100 in the Boston. I did 2015. Yeah, my, that was my 100th marathon. And I won that year. So I was going to quit for marathon and I was going to do half marathon, 5K, 10K, whatsoever. But there's too many marathons I haven't done. So I couldn't, I told my friends, oh, I couldn't quit yet. I, I've done many. I've done New Zealand, um, London, Paris, Madrid, Ireland, um, Iceland, and Stockholm. And I, I've done many. Uh, but there is a few I still like to do. And I haven't gone to Russia. I always like to do Russia, you know, marathon in Russia, either St. Petersburg or Moscow. I'm going to do that probably another year yet because next year is going to be jammed with, the, you know, London and Tokyo. And, you know, I like to go back to Berlin since it's canceled this year. So next, if I continue, see, I'm already two years afar. So how can I quit? <laughs> so, yeah, there's a few. And then I haven't run Korea yet. Believe it or not. I wow. have not done Korea in marathon in Korea. My brother's been asking me to 
come to run in Korea, but I just never got to do it. So I'm going to have to do that yet. So then maybe another, I have a brother have a eighth degree black belt in Taekwondo. Wow. Now he had um, student, his student uh, went to Olympic a couple of times. And he's retired now, but you know, he's, uh, I have some uh, athlete, athletic uh, family brother. And, yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I think it'll be special. I imagine to go back to, the country we were born in and run there. Yeah, he was going to make a big deal out of it. He wanted me to come. He wants to get a sponsor. And yeah, I mean, he, would, he was going to. But I would do that one of these days. But I, ha- I have to do it while I can still run decent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to go there and come in on last person. Right. <laughs> so it'll be soon. Next couple, three years. So if you're sitting on an airplane next to someone and you start talking to them and they're not a runner and they want to know why they should run, how do you encourage people to run or what is the why? Well, first of all, it's a good exercise for fitness. You know, nothing like running, but that's, I'm, I'm a runner. That's why I'm saying that it's not for everybody. You can walk, but running has a special, what they call runner's high. You have to get the, if you don't have that, they may not be a really runner. Maybe they may just jog for exercise. But when you get that, runner's high. Always, sometimes it's so hard to run, training even run, but when you finish the feeling you have, you feel like you have accomplished something. Yes. As a physically. And then you can eat more. <laughs> I tell people, you could eat more. <laughs> you can have some ice cream. You run two miles. <laughs> you can have a piece of pizza. Uh, yeah, I do it as a joke. I do tell them then. You should try it. If you, you know, it's not for everybody. And if you don't like it, you don't have to run it. But it's a, running is very special. So anybody can do it. That's another thing. It's easy sports. You can put your shoes and go out the door. That's when I was traveling before. I even go anywhere, Toronto or somewhere. It's so nice. You don't need a partner. All you need are running shoes. You can go out the door from your um, hotel and you get to see a lot more from running, city or country, wherever you go. I think you get to uh, explore more if you run. I mean, when you run five, 10 miles, that's a, you cover a lot. And I used to run, um, I used to love to run in the city. When I went to New Zealand, I mean, I went there for marathon, but uh, prior to marathon, a few days before, you just go, you know, go training run for four or five miles in city. And it's just, you get to see a lot more. I love it. Yeah, you, you've inspired. <laughs> and there's so many, there are so many reasons to run, one of them being exploration. Is there anything we haven't talked about in our conversation today you want to bring up or want to bring forward? Well, no, I think we did pretty much everything. Um, I know you asked me a few questions. I I think we answered all that. It's, you know, it's running is, you know, first of all, it's a fitness to me. You know, it's it's exercise. And I do work out other things, but it's golfing. It's not really, you don't really use your um, calorie that much. 
but running you do. And of course, I like um, compete competition. So that makes me more work harder, training harder. And, and then of course it's social. It's fun to run with the people. We, we get to know each other so much, you know, you talk about family and job and you know, everything. So it's, we make it fun. Yeah, it's a lifestyle. And mm -hmm. I just am really honored by having you on and just amazed at all that you've accomplished. And I'm so excited to watch you take your own world record in the next two years. Thank you. Thank you. We'll see. Yeah. I will email you. <laughs> oh, I'll be tracking you. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be watching. Yeah. And if it's and when you run Boston, I'll be there cheering. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah. Thank you, Jeannie. Yeah, thank you so much. It was nice meeting you. This podcast was made possible with support from my friends at Curix. Curix make comfortable and functional insoles for a range of sports. I'm personally in love with their running and biking insoles, and I've had some of the most consistent running I've had in two years since wearing Curix, and I've also had significantly less problems with my plantar fasciitis. These insoles take a lot of the pressure off and support my feet when I'm running and riding. Basically, when my feet are happy, I'm happy. If you want to try a pair of Curix for yourself, visit their website, www.curix.us, Enter the code RU15 to get 15% off. And if you're not happy with your insoles, even if you custom cut them to fit inside your shoes, Curix offers a 60-day warranty. How amazing is that? This episode was also brought to you by Gooder. Gooder makes the best performance shades for whatever outdoor activity you enjoy. Whether you run, hike, cycle, ski, or you just want to look good when you're taking your dog for a walk. Gooder has you covered. Gooder sunglasses are polarized and don't slip or move around when you're exercising. Seriously, they're the best. The team here at Rue, we all love Gooders and own multiple pairs because they're not only look amazing, but they actually remain comfortable when exercising. Gooder shades are also ridiculously affordable, starting at $25. Yes, you heard that right. $25. Head over to gooder.com slash rue and you can grab a pair of your own or maybe pairs. No discount as they're already the most affordable performance shades around. By supporting sponsors of this podcast, this allows me to keep sharing these amazing conversations with incredible women such as Jeannie. Thank you to all those who will check out Curix and Gooder. After listening to Jeannie share about putting her time goal on her fridge, I'm feeling pretty inspired to put up a goal on my fridge. I'd love to hear what's your goal that lives on your fridge or mirror. Reach out to us on Instagram and please do share this conversation with someone you know. Nothing beats word of mouth and helping the podcast grow. You all know that yes, I read every iTunes review that's written and I really do take your feedback to heart. Here in the outros, I feature a listener review, and if it's your review and you reach out to me after hearing it, I'll send you a little something via snail mail. On June 6th, Fit Chase writes, As an endurance athlete, I am so inspired to listen to the conversations and how they deal with pretty much everything in their lives. The way they manage their struggles inspire me so much mentally, spiritually, and physically. So much growth in wisdom and in being resilient. Really super thankful for meaningful inputs. Looking forward to continuing to be inspired. 
Thank you, Fit Chase, for your thoughtful review. And like you, I feel so inspired by my guests. Please reach out to me at runningonome at gmail.com with your address so that I can send you a little something in the mail. Leaving iTunes reviews are a huge help in spreading the word about the podcast. And I thank you if you've already left a review. And if you haven't done so yet, it'll take you less than two minutes and make my day. Next week's podcast will be with Paseth Sam. Paseth is a licensed massage therapist and certified personal trainer who takes a trauma-informed approach. It's a really powerful conversation on movement, intersectionality, and activism. Get ready. Thank you, thank you to the incredible podcast team that makes Rue a reality. That's Nick Errol for podcast management, Tim Briggs for design, John Summerford for audio production, Caitlin Marie Minor Ong for illustration and my album artwork. Thank you to this team. Thank you, yes, you for listening. Lots of love and gratitude. Thank you.